Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. I am an overcomer. I am very passionate about helping others to achieve an abundant life fueled by spiritual principles and emotional balance. In this podcast series, we delve into spiritual self-care. Yes, we will explore exercising our minds and bodies, but more importantly, we will discuss strengthening our inner being, embracing God's love, and being filled by the fullness of God. As you take this journey with us, we want to inspire possessing your authentic selves and happiness. Glad to have you home. You know what time it is. That's right. It's time for our wonderful PSAs. Yes, subscribe to our podcast in whatever music app you are in. Give us a review. And of course, please tell others about our little old podcast. Now, back to the show. Our segment on releasing limited beliefs have been jam-packed. We first examine Hannah's story in 1 Samuel chapter 1 and 2. In the podcast episode 116, Finding Hope, we learned about the value of returning to God during life disappointments and attacks from others. During these experiences, it is so easy to also experience emotional duress and develop false beliefs about ourselves. Hannah's story reminds me that life can be difficult no matter what generation, what season, what time frame. Life is just tough. We then welcome back a licensed therapist to discuss our brain activity and how our emotional wounds fuel our limiting beliefs. I always enjoy having Cindy on the show. She provides such great insights to move us forward in our emotional wellness and healing journeys. And when I was listening back, I was like, oh, I think I said so many times, oh, I appreciate that you shared it. I appreciate you shared it. If you heard me, I was on repeat. For yourself, what new items did you learn about limiting beliefs? What did you realize about yourself in the process? I know that I shared during my conversation with Sindhu that I really did not realize that our attempts for a healthy lifestyle help to repair or retrain our brain, especially when we experience trauma. I want to add, trauma may not always represent itself in the form of neglect or abuse, but it can also include emotional wounds from our interactions with others. If you have been with me for a while, you know that this is our infamous tools and tips show. Yay! We pull together all that wonderful information shared within our interviews to provide you with manageable strategies to move you forward. Hello! As usual, <laughs> this information is jam-packed. And we only provide, I'm telling you, we only provide a subset of it. Therefore, always go back, listen to the previous podcast episodes. In this particular case, episodes 117 
and 118. Go back, listen, fill in the gaps to what I'm about to share. Let's get started. Tip number one. Sindhu shared that limiting beliefs have a trace of truth, but do not reflect the complete truth in our experiences. In our previous workshop, Changing Your Thinking, we looked at how to identify the truth in situations. We spent time just going in more detail of having these wonderful tools to help us mature and get to a place where we are being more victorious and having more of a winner mindset in our everyday journeys. Did you know that a Healing Peace podcast has a website? You will find resources along with our very own tools and tips on our website. Our tools and tips provide tangible principles to keep you on your emotional healing and wellness journeys. While you are on our website, sign up for our newsletter. You will receive a free emotional wellness assessment just for signing up. Also, you will stay informed about podcast episodes, courses, and workshops. You will receive all this great information just for signing up for our newsletter. Go to ahealingpeace.com today. This tip, tip number one, is to spend time identifying one limiting belief. I don't want you to go and try to find 25. That's too much. We'll start small and work our way up. One, one limiting belief and identify if those characteristics nestled in that belief occur in every situation. For instance, I numerously shared that I have a false belief that I developed about not being intelligent. In reviewing my life experiences, I had many moments where I exemplify intelligence. I'm not trying to boast here. Just stating the facts. One such moment occurs now with my current job position in IT. I have clients who send me all their IT problems. It's the issues that none of their team can figure out. And what they say, oh, give it to Camille. I know she'll figure it out. True enough, I do figure those things out and I do kind of pat myself on the back when I do. But that false belief of not being intelligent does not apply in this work situation. If it was true, they will give that type of work to another IT person, to someone who they thought could solve the problem. So my false belief of not being smart does not apply to every situation in my life. Now, you try. Identify, remember, just one, one belief that you developed that is not based on all facts. Next, identify if the belief is true in all situations. Again, you can use my example. Tip number two. Address the wound behind the belief. I'm grateful that Sindhu shared this. But before you go down this path to expose the wound, I thoroughly recommend that you take this journey with a supportive friend or a licensed counselor. Dealing with these wounds require the right tools to move you to the next stage. My wound 
for not being intelligent began in high school when my teacher told me not to be an engineer. I know you heard this story. Anyways, he noticed that I was having difficulties in completing my lab work. Instead of being supportive, he joked about my lack of comprehension. He then proceeded, yes he did, to tell me not to become an engineer. His statements and interactions with me began a wound that other experiences would reinforce. Luckily though, oh and I'm going to say luckily, God exposed the lies. And I can now state that I am a software engineer and an intelligent software engineer. But again, that was the root, that wound that began that false belief for me. Tip number three, which you know we repeat this tip throughout our podcast. This tip being find safe people. I already mentioned in the previous step the importance of having a support team. Sindhu reiterated this sentiment, sentiment rather, when she acknowledged that we cannot do this alone. She also added criteria to the safe people list. She's done this twice now. She'd be asked up to the list. But this time, she indicated finding safe people who will push past our generic responses to get to the full truth. Safe people should also pray with you and speak God's word over you. These additional elements are essential in bringing God along in your healing and emotional wellness journey. Yes, it is. Tip number four. As you begin to deroot your limiting beliefs, replace them with positive beliefs where you can instill goodness, positivity in your life. And where can you find a good sample of positive beliefs? A good resource for positive beliefs? I'm not going to say Google. No, I'm not. I'm going to say that good old book called the Bible. Yes, I am. Find scriptures that identify who you are in Christ. We are made in his image. Also, discover scriptures that reveal your value and identity. Yes, we do belong to someone great. In 1 Peter 2, 9, the passage reveals that we are a people for God's own possession. So many times, and I do mean so many, I'm trying to reduce them, but I am human. But so many times, God has to bring me back to my identity in him. He reminds me that I belong to him alone. So yes, ladies, replace your false beliefs with positive beliefs that anchor your soul. And God's word does anchoring. It transforms. It releases. It embodies elements of ourselves that are just not achievable by ourselves. It's called a holy intervention. Yes, it is. All right, I'm getting carried away. Sometimes I do that. Tip. Number five, Sindhu noted, yep, this is true, that limiting beliefs are a vicious cycle. Yeah, they are. Therefore, 
tip number five is to challenge limiting beliefs. How can we challenge them? The answer simply is by applying tips one through four. It is good old rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. And you know how I love that repeat. All right, tip number six. But actually, before I do tip number six, I'm going to let you know that these next several steps really does address retraining our brain activity. Mm -hmm. Tip number six, do breathing exercises. I surely enjoy, Sindhu, raising awareness of the negative impact of not breathing properly. Taking deep breaths open up healing channels in our brain as well as help with lifting that brain fog. I'll be honest, I am notorious for not breathing. It's amazing because it's supposed to be something that's so natural that we just do like, I just breathe. No. And I know this, that when I am fueled with anxiety, which is usually fueled by fear, which is usually fueled by me not being faithful, that is my journey, that I am not breathing. And it takes moments or like a little jolt to kind of wake my mind up. Well, my mind is already woke, but to do something different where I catch on that I just need to breathe. And for yourselves, it may be something that's easy for you, or you may be like me, where it's a little bit more challenging. So I recommend, if you need to get a little bit more support in this area, try to try find rather a yoga or meditation class. Taking a class will definitely lead you in the right direction to make this a normal practice in your life. Okay, tip number seven is to healthily feed your brain. Sindhu once again discussed the importance of eating the right foods like green leafy vegetables and fruit. She stated, stay away from the fatty or comfort foods. Instead, focus on foods that produce energy and rid the brain fog. In this tip, it does require more effort because We all know fatty and comfortable foods are so readily available. It doesn't require much effort at all to swing by McDonald's or Chick-fil-A. But sometimes we just want that little extra something quick. But instead of thinking of that immediate fix, go ahead, plan ahead, get your green leafy vegetables, get your fruit, get those things that will help you to stay healthy in your body. And I know for myself, I've been changing my eating habits over time because there's a period I was like, hey, I'm doing real good because I make sure I eat vegetables in every meal. Well, that is a good first step. (laughs) But I also had to work on not having so many carbohydrates in every meal. So all that rice, all my corn tortillas, I was loving them corn tortillas. All those things I had to kind of minimize in my diet so that I was taking on healthy food that's feeding my brain. Enjoy being stylish? Our community partner, Back to Jesus, 
is a faith-based apparel and accessories online store. When you purchase items with our logo, you are proclaiming God who has control, the Spirit who gives us strength, peace, and comfort, and Jesus who is our refuge. Turn heads with our stylish products while praising Him. Shop at backtojesus.us to purchase items. Tip number eight. <laughs> this tip is home for those who are in a lot of technology or just living like we are. Tip number eight. Decrease your screen time while increasing healthy physical activity. Physical activity is not just exercising, but it may include puzzles, games, interesting conversations, hobbies, or a new language. I'm also going to add coloring. There is a Christian author who developed faith-based coloring books and digital pages to help positively feed the brain. On our website, uh, healingpeace.com, we actually list this resource. Once you go to our website, go to Shifting Our Minds and select this podcast episode. Her information will be there. And I had the opportunity to review these coloring activities. It's really neat just to be able to do something refreshing. And, and of course, they're all biblical based. You have a scripture. You have something that's visual to continue to anchor God's word in our spirit, of which we already talked about in our previous tip about anchoring his word with us. We're knocking them out. We're getting so close. We're about to make it to tip number 10. But before we do, here's tip number nine. Another practice for healthy brain activity is resting. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, I must admit. This is probably the hardest thing for me to do. And you're like, well, why? Yeah, I am that person, type A. I'm always doing everything. I'm always working. My, my, my brain always going. I'm always trying new things. And it's like, girl, if you just don't sit your tail down and get some rest. And I will tell you, when I do it, I do feel better. I'm more alert, less emotional. Not so easily angered. Mm-hmm. So don't be like me in this area. Go ahead and continue to have that healthy brain activity by resting and restoring your body because that's what's happening when you're sleeping. And as I'm saying this, I am convicting myself once again. The girl, get it together. I'm getting it together, y'all. I'm getting it together. All right. Can you see it? We done made it. Yay! To tip number 10. Which is, and I'm going to tell you, this is a great tip. And I'm glad it's the last tip because this is a great tip. Because we always need this tip to be reminded. That being, do not give up. I'm so glad that I asked Cindy what to expect on this journey. She acknowledged that the enemy will leave us alone when we are in our cycle of defeat. But as soon as we begin to break this cycle, the enemy comes and he attacks and attacks, and attacks. For this tip, identify the areas that you are making strides. Take note of what you left behind. And I'm going to tell you, no stride is too small. For the longest time, I have a health coach, you guys, because I'm working on being healthy. For the longest time, her task was to make sure that I was drinking enough water 
throughout the day. And boy, was that a journey. And each day I'll make progress. Some days I'll go back. But the more I kept doing it, the more it was on repeat. Of course, it became a natural habit for me. And that, to some people, may seem like a small victory. No, that was a huge victory. So as you're taking note of the strides that you're making, don't make them small. Each stride is a big is a big victory. Remember that. But anyways, while you're taking note, also take note of what the enemy does not want you to attain. Mm-hmm. For example, when I'm consumed with not being intelligent, I may miss out on a promotion or a new job. These items not only benefit me financially, that's the first thing, like, okay, girl, go get your paper. Mm-mm. But in these new roles, it allows me to make a bigger impact for God. How? Perhaps, maybe, I'll be mingling with people who may not know about God's truth. When I'm practicing my faith on a job with my work ethic, I can make an impact for God. Yes. So think through those elements of where the enemy might be trying to pull you back so that you're not in your design purpose or glorifying God. What does he not want you to obtain? And when you do that, it is hopefully to help motivate you to keep going. Because you're like, "Mm -mm, I ain't going to let you win on this one. Nope. Mm -mm -mm. It's me and God. Mm -mm." Okay. I have a tendency to get carried away. Back to the show. Back to the show. In all of these wonderful tools and tips, remember, yes, remember to take your time while rinsing and repeating. Lastly, Sindhu said it so well. It is a battlefield of the man. We are on a battlefield. And in Christ, he has already won. Mm, I love it. I love it. Okay. Before I close out this episode, I want to share one final story. You know how I love my stories. So I felt like I was cheating you guys when I give you stories. I'm going to give you a story. Okay, here we go. A while ago, before the Texas heat kicked in. Yeah, Texas heat. I took a walk in the park. While I was walking, I noticed a bird with a group of ducks. I don't know if you guys have ever walked near ducks, but they can be mean. And yes, you do have to tread softly. Why? Because they like to hear at you. I'm like, why are you trying to kill me? I'm just trying to walk. You stay on your side. I stay on my side. I'm just trying to get through the path. And then in those old moments where you be like it, thinking, okay, I got authority over and I got authority over rabbits. Just calm down. Let me be confident so they don't come trying to peck at me. Okay. <laughs> I got carried away again. Nonetheless, as I began to revert my direction, I noticed that bird amongst them. As I kept walking, I noticed that the bird did not fly away. Instead, it began to peck like a duck. I did stop for a moment, despite being hissed at by the ducks. I stopped, and I looked at him, and I was like, whoa, well, hot dog. This bird thinks he's a duck. And you know, now that I'm saying this story, it may have been geese and not ducks. Mm-hmm. But some kind of bird, you, you get the gist. It could be them geese. But anyways, 
I looked at it and I was like, why is this one not flying away for safety? It was the strangest thing. And again, I said, boy, he thinks he's a duck. Of course, I have a point to my lovely story. When we are allowing our limiting beliefs to reign in our lives, we act in a manner that's not how God designed us. He designed us to fly, to soar to new heights. Therefore, as you take this journey, remember that God wants you to soar, to embrace the value, the identity, and the love that he created in you. Mm -hmm. All right now, come back next Tuesday.